0: Hello and welcome to Court Games, a Legend of the Five Rings podcast funded by the Legend of the Five Rings Discord Patreon.
1: This podcast will focus on the role-playing game stories and lore for Legend of the Five Rings. I'm Korva. I'm Kikita Kaori. And today for our podcast, we are going to talk about the tribal social contract. And by tribe here, I'm not meaning like... A tribe of Native Americans or any other kind of uh, tribal society. This is going back to a very basic unit of social order.
0: A broad meaning of the word tribe,
1: right? So you know, I would consider like a Native American tribes. That's an actual governmental type organization. So this is something different.
0: Yeah, I mean, in L five R terms, I would say your capital F Great Clan Family could well be considered a tribe. And your clan could be considered a tribe in those sense.
1: Mm -hmm. So what is a tribe? They are a social group that are united by, in general,
0: common purpose. Or, Or some kind of common identity is another one.
1: This could be a job. This could be a cause. This could be within a region but it's not necessarily geographic uh it takes that it, it needs that identity this could be a religion this could be a hobby this could be a gang we all live in a number of different tribes as well as our families the, they overlap
0: yeah i mean for example i mean like us here now we're part of the geek tribe <laughs> yeah, you know it's true like like in a, in a very real sense we're part of a geek tribe that's that's it's just some tribes you're born into you got people who say i'm from the midwest in america and they don't just mean i geographically come from this area they generally mean i am of the midwest tribe i'm that's the kind of person i am that's who i identify with they are my people right Mm -hmm. and someone can say i'm from new england and we have that in britain as well you know not just you know, Scottish and Welsh and, and English, but the north of England and this I'm from this particular city, you know, Londoners see themselves as a separate group. So, yeah. Right.
1: So it's about identity. The base contract of a tribe, okay, is the tribe will grant access to the tribal resources and provide defence from tribal enemies in exchange. So that's what the, the tribe as a whole provides. The members of the tribe will show show loyalty to the tribe and will generally obey the tribal norms and the tribal leaders. It requires a kind of a definition of an in-group, an identity, and an out-of-group. Everybody who doesn't have that identity, it it needs that to be a, a tribe. A person can be in more than one tribe, but they really can't be in two tribes of exactly the same type especially if they conflict a religion is often a, a tribal thing you you and your other people who share that religion follow certain practices believe certain ends identify with each other and so on and part of that identity of being in one religion is that you aren't in another religion so so it's, it they tend to be exclusive. Exactly.
0: It's, uh, I mean, there's a kind of a nesting, if you like. In L5R terms, I would say, like, you know, Matsu, they would, they would consider themselves, you know, I am Matsu, but they're also Lion Clan, you know. And so there's, there's that kind of nesting thing is, is perfectly fine. But you're unlikely to have a Matsu who also thinks of themselves as a Kodo. You're unlikely to have someone from the Lion Clan who also see themselves as Crane Clan. Although there are people who find themselves in between for various reasons, and that can be a fun source of conflict. But most people will say, I am this, this is me.
1: In general, the definitions of what makes a tribal member, what makes you a member of the tribe, tend to be flexible. If they are rigid, they tend to have an initiation that makes you a part of them. So what makes someone a geek? You know, part of the nerd tribe. Well, you know, that's a very flexible <laughs> definition. There's no initiation to to being a nerd. However, often there's an initiation ceremony when somebody joins a gang to be allowed to be a member of that game. There's a rigid definition of gang member that has you know involves people having passed this this rite of initiation. And in L5R, the rite of initiation to your tribe is. Usually genpuku or swearing oaths of loyalty. Loyalty is probably the predominant feature of the tribe.
0: Yes. You can, you, you can also get kind of, I mean, like a Matsu is a Matsu. You're born into the Matsu, you're the Matsu, but you kind of have to pass your genpuku to be really, really in a, so, you know, really part of the Matsu. If you never pass your genpuku, then you're kind of on the fringes. But you still you're still part of it, but you know, you're not really in really into it yet, is kind of the feeling. So and, and and there's some cases where you you have to you are not part of it at all until you pass initiation. So tribal members can be expelled from the tribe for many reasons. They can be unstated, you're not really one of us. They can be grounded purely on on prejudice or personal discrimination. It can um, it, it is one of those things where it can it can depend very much between it's hard to get out, it's hard to fully be considered out unless you do something really terrible. But sometimes it's no no, you're just not one of us anymore. Away, away, we won't we won't deal with you.
1: High school girls, <laughs> <laughs> you <sorry, but>. know. <laughs> The Cool Girls Club is a tribe.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and it can be really vicious, depending on, on the group. Um, I think in the l r term, if, if I'm talking about the family, you know, the capital F, great client family, that's probably harder to really get chucked out of, really fully. But you can be banished to the outer wastes where you are technically part, but no one wants to talk to you.
1: You're no true, true
0: Matsu. You are no true Matsu, and so we're not going to talk to you. There are specific times like like you do get into clan marriages, and that is moving from one tribe to another, sort of. So that can happen. That's the least bad. But if you go too far against the general precepts, the general understanding of what it is to, you know, behave like one of us, then you can be just thrown out. And what you need to conform to also varies. Sometimes it's just actions there are certain things you don't do and there are certain things you do do so long as you do the right things and avoid the bad things that's fine but sometimes it's no no you have to think the same way we do you must believe what we do or else you're out the child
1: especially the tribal level of a contract it's not the rules aren't written for tribal, that's, that's the big thing. The, no one, no one has stated the rules by which a tribe is a tribe. Okay. And therefore, this whole conformity to this tribal ideal is, is not only how you stay in or get kicked out of the tribe, it's also how you advance in the social order within the tribe. How you don't go up by, you don't go up by age very often in a tribe. That's a family structure thing, all right? In a tribe, how focused you are, how well you conform, your, your degree of radicalism or your degree of enthusiasm to the tribal ideals, and how much you act according to that degree of radicalism, degree of enthusiasm to the tribal ideals, whatever that tribe might be, is going to determine your station within the tribe.
0: It can come to a little bit, but it's like this person has been a really good member of this tribe for a long time, but but they can easily be uh, overtaken by someone who's just more radical.
1: Right. So in something like the Matsu, which we've talked about, okay, yes, it's, you know, bloodline stuff, you could be born into it, but you're not anywhere important in that social order of the Matsu until you prove yourself by showing that you truly believe in the Matsu ideals. And that is by becoming a great warrior, honoring your ancestors, but honoring them in a very specific Matsu-ish kind of way. So you might be placed highly in a governmental type position. uh, And we'll talk about the governmental ranks, but you're not having the social status associated with that Unless you're devoted. So so if I am a peaceful artist, I could be a very highly ranked Matsu who's just a peaceful artist. I just have the right birth or I, my lord put me in a high... Fixed position based on the governmental structure. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I'm not going to receive major kudos from all the other Matsu in my tr- Matsu tribe without that value to the tribe that shows that I am enthusiastic about and work towards the tribe ideals.
0: I'll give you a, a law example is Akoda Taturi Because technically speaking, due to an accident of birth and his brother getting uh, an arrow through the eye, he's officially clan champion. But nobody felt he was particularly lionish. He spent too much time with the Phoenix. And he's also swanning off in the capital, being Emerald champion. And that none of that felt particularly lion. So when Tsuko said, you know, sod this, Um, I'm avenging Araso, I declare myself to be the leader of the Lion Clan, basically pretty much everyone went along with it because... While uh, Toturi was, in terms of like his status score, you know his government status, his government status was very high, but his tribal status was was very bad.
1: Exactly.
0: That's exactly this kind of conflict we're talking about.
1: Right. Generally, the paramount virtue that one has of on a tribe is loyalty to the tribe. Okay. That's that's the that's the biggest biggest virtue. Not the same as government.
0: No,
1: <laughs> you yeah, know the leader, but it, but you can have a leader of the tribe that's not the dictated leader, government leader.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It tends to be enforced by tribal leadership or tribal members. So either the, the leader of the tribe, the person who has been picked, can can basically you know say you're not part of my group anymore, mean girls, or the other tribal members will like. Say so you're not part of our group <laughs> specifically. This is with
0: someone who's not technically a leader but isn't I mean, I hate to use this, this term influencer. Someone who exemplifies the virtues, even if they themselves aren't don't have a leadership position, if they start saying, Oh, this person is not truly one of us and everyone goes, Well that, that person this person absolutely embodies every single virtue we believe in, <gasps> they must be right. That that can so yeah, the, the kind of peer pressure thing can be very powerful. So one of the things we talk about with these is what happens when this social contact is broken. An obvious one is being exiled from the tribe. In some cases, death can be preferable. In, I mean, in some situations, being exiled from the tribe really is pretty fatal because then you just don't have access to anything. You're not even supposed to be on tribal lands and how you're going to survive on your own, all that sort of thing. So sometimes death is the... You know, the only expulsion is death or a last a last ditch method to try and prove your loyalty, which is kind of the lion death seeker approach. You know, you, you have essentially been exiled from the tribe. But if you do this one thing, you know, that sort of thing. So that that is a very common one. Is just you are no longer part of the tribe. You must leave. And that can be very isolating and very and dangerous because now you have to survive on your own. Violence can be used. And that isn't necessarily, this is kind of bound up with the next one, but physical violence can be used against people who are considered to have strayed from the ideals. And there's also social demotion, which could be social violence, social exclusion. You're not technically thrown out, but no one talks to you and no one's advising you to the good parties and you have no connections anymore in society. Mm-hmm.
1: And it could be just social violence without actual demotion which is like I'm going to mock you in front of your peers. That's a that's a social violence done on you. You you haven't changed permanent position in the social pecking order but yeah you, know, you you've been hurt. You've,
0: yeah you've taken social damage in a very real sense. So your social standing has been damaged, and that limits what you are capable of doing and what resources you have access to and who will talk to you and who will help you and all that sort of stuff. Now, on the other end, of course, is what happens if a member of the tribe feels that it's not broken in terms of we think you have failed the tribe. What happens if someone feels they have been failed by the tribe? And obviously, one way is just leaving. But that's not always necessarily all that easy, depending on the size and influence of the tribe, because removing yourself is obviously a big violation of the loyalty to the tribe kind of ethos. If you're saying, well, I'm, I'm no longer a member of that tribe. Well, you know, you, you, you may get punished for not being loyal to the tribe anymore. So sometimes exiling yourself can be very dangerous.
1: Right, they might come after you and say, you know, you you know our secrets, we're going to hurt you.
0: How dare you betray us?
1: So when this is translated into Rokugan, as we said, a clan, like a great clan, or even a family, capital F, it's kind of like between a tribal and a governmental social contract. And we'll talk a little bit about government, you know, either this episode or, or next episode, so hang in there with us. Clans... Evolve their clan characteristics as favored ideals um, over time. So let's say scorpion. Scorpion started out. You know, most most governments, <laughs> bigger organizations, starts out from this tribal idea. People with a similar uh, ideals, thoughts. You know, are kind of selected for in a tribal structure because your devotion to the ideals of the tribe kind of is what gets you advancing in a tribal tribal structure. And so that's where the clan stereotypes end up playing out, in that scorpion who are sneaky are going to be favored in the scorpion clan structure, and therefore the scorpion clan will get a reputation of being the sneaky people. So all the clans have have this kind of tribal-like structure. And it's funny because the fandom for L5R also ends up in a tribal-like structure. Yeah. Because these are the people who like the Scorpion clan or the Crayon clan or the Lion clan. And therefore their devotion, how much they like the ideal, you know, and, and show they like the ideal through their actions... Ends up with social promotion, which ends up yeah. with hierarchy. And it's basically a tribal structure. So all sorts of things can be in L5R, including the OOC stuff, ends up in these tribal lines. But these can be military organizations, ninja factions. They could be a group of villagers in a region. Um, they can be kabuki fans. They can be anything, really. Moon cults. Absolutely, yes.
0: And, and the, <laughs> you're talking about the clan stereotypes. Yeah, the clan, the clan stereotypes come both from the individual clans and families acting within you know their tribal the 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 tribal culture but it's also part of the in-group out group thing you know we are this this is who we are you know this is our identity but it's also the people saying and those people who aren't us they all act like this that's why they're bad and that's why we're better and so those stereotypes get reflected back on them and exaggerated because of Again, that kind of tribal feeling, here's who we are, here's who they are.
1: And I'm going to do a brief segue because we can't escape it. In our modern world, we have our families, we have our various respective governments, and our government, uh, our, our, our nation is a, as is our governmental social contract, and our individual families are our familial social contract. There is a very, very significant split going on in modern, at least American politics. And I think actually it's pretty fair to say in world politics going on right now between liberals and conservatives. And if you look at the characteristics of those groups, they are basically tribal groups. They're running on a tribal contract where your devotion to your ideals of your group elevates you in, in a position within what structure they may be. And tribes don't need very much. That conflict between that and the existing governmental organizations ends up being very much played out. So if you're wondering how could these little tribes end up dominating all of discourse and how you think and how you act... Well, you know, turn on the news. Um, You can totally see it, Um, uh, you know, uh, and that's worth thinking about when you're thinking about the big divisions in how the clans operate and why they would conflict so much that it ends up evolving very quickly towards violence and warfare between the clans in Rokugan. And why it's not easy for the crane and the lion to get together to face a common enemy. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> it's really difficult. Despite
0: the fact that from the outside, it looks so obvious. But right. it really isn't, sadly. Mm-hmm.
1: So I just, I, that, I just wanted to say the power is that great or even greater, but, but it's, it's so splitting. It could be very difficult for a samurai to even think about getting along with somebody from the enemy tribe because of the same factors that that color that within our society, even if the differences are small, seem small, yeah
0: and it's i mean it is not just American politics, it's happening in Britain as well, so
1: so I didn't want to spend long on time that, but it's worth it, yeah, but it's it's easy to see how wars and stuff happen that way if you if you take that leap and go oh yeah (laughs) that's that's what's happening
0: so that's been our topic for now we'll call it to fortune and strife our affiliated actual play podcast and we must also shout out our friends at d20 radio who have a huge amount of role-playing game related podcasts so there's something in there for anyone at d20 radio
1: Our content is funded by the community Discord Patreon, which supports our editing costs, as well as our website, where you can see and store some longer-term information, summary of our podcasts, uh, the results of our competitions that we've had, one-page adventures, all kinds of other RPG tools and more. For our patrons, we will have special bonus content like adventure seeds, early access, and other things as we think of them. Online, you can find us at courtgamespod.com, at twitter.com slash courtgamespod, and on Patreon at patreon.com slash court games. But that is it for us this week. This is Kakita Kaori. May the fortunes favor you.
0: And I have been Korvar. And until we meet again, keep your jade handy. Gamers roll.